Hello, you lovely, amazing people. As usual, this is Majoring in the Minors podcast, a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the minor things in life. Today, your boys boys are flying solo. That means it's just the good old Louie and I. And uh, in this episode, we end up talking about anxiety and how paralysis by analysis can affect people from doing things that they want to and we just open up that topic and uh, we do carry down really well the problem we had was that recording gets cut short a little bit earlier than when we wanted it to and that is because my laptop just died so we didn't get to put the last bit that we just wanted to thank you for listening and say this is the end of the episode. So if it ends abruptly, uh, it is by design. It's just something we wanted to do. No, I'm kidding. It happened, but we didn't want to get rid of the episode because still a lot of good things were said. And it's just like two minutes at the end. That's not there. Thank, as usual, thank you for listening to Majoring in the Minors. And without further ado, here we go talking about like the way we've done 24 episodes and like we're learning we're just doing and like you know we learn by doing it and like we happen to have done a couple of podcasts with other people where you and I were guests and not the host and they haven't been published yet and not to call them out but it's just the idea of I think sometimes people get this paralysis by analysis when they they're too much of a perfectionist and they want it to be so good the product oh, just never comes out right whereas like i think start doing it and then fix it along the way right and waiting for the perfect product and that that never comes out no of course there's a fine balance between uh planning and just over analyzing every nitty-gritty detail exactly same with your workout like if you expect every workout to be perfect you're gonna yeah you're gonna you're gonna shatter quickly because out of 10 workouts you might have four good workouts exactly or even like you know um maybe because now you're looking into training people as well so you might deal with this but like some people are just anxious about training just because they don't want to do it wrong you know like as much as you know me i like to call people out but i do it in like i'm just a hateful person right i think i'm just like i'm just very salty but just because you're doing something wrong doesn't mean like you're doing everything wrong. And like, I know I can think of a bunch of people off the top of my head who are literally, they get anxiety because they think that people will judge them on the gym floor or people will look at them. And a lot of times, first of all, it's a shitty culture that we do judge people in the first place, but also a lot of times it is in our heads. It's just like nobody's even paying attention to you and you just think, like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me and everyone's going to judge me and everyone knows what they're doing and I'm the only one who doesn't. So not true, especially in the gym. Most people yeah. probably don't know what they're doing and even experienced people don't know what they're doing sometimes. Exactly. Like one thing that I coach PTs about like, you know, acquiring business is like, I because this was something I was told myself and I was guilty of it. I would... I would judge potential clients before even talking to them. I'd be like, well, now this person looks like what they know what they're doing, so they don't need a PT. And I would set that barrier up myself. And now I coach PTs about their business and they have the same thing. They're like, I'm like, oh, so have you talked to this person? It's like, no, 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 they know what they're doing. They wouldn't want a PT. And I'm like, how do you know? 
Like I have stories of me getting some clients that I never expected to get because just I randomly started talking to someone. And then even though they look like they know everything that like people assume they know and like they're in good shape and they're doing exercises. Then I talk to them like, what do you do? And like, I don't know. What kind of programming do you follow? I don't know. I have no program. I just do stuff. And I was like, oh, well, is there anything I can help you? Yes, a ton of. I think like people should stop thinking what can go wrong and just do stuff. Like, you know, they, they don't, they shouldn't assume they shouldn't just like put that barrier, or, like put, you know, put this in front of them and be like, well, this is not going to work or, well, I'm going to do this wrong or, well, oh, this person knows better than me or like, oh, this person doesn't need my service. I don't know where I started, but this is where I'm going. It's just the fact that like people put these limits ahead of themselves, no matter yeah. where they are. I think that's the problem with humanity. We we are we lim- we are self limiters, right? We are our biggest enemy. Mm-hmm. Whether it comes to making assumptions, whether we think that other people judge us, our anxieties, and this actually stops us from achieving our potential. Because like, even at work, in in any in any field, you know, people are scared to make mistakes because other people are watching. Mm-hmm. And you see it a lot in the gym because you have like obviously. The gym is a great microcosm of society because you have all kinds of people, right? You have fit, you have unfit, you have perceived fit people who are yeah. people who look fit. They may have a great body, but it doesn't mean their workout's good. In fact, there are a lot of cases where people have great bodies despite their bad programming. Mm-hmm. They just luck their way. They have great genetics. They may sleep well. Yeah, Like there are factors. They may intrinsically eat well, but then they don't know what they're doing. So, but a lot of people tend to think that because we have another problem, people tend to think they're the center of the universe. So they think that when they walk into the gym, everyone's looking at them. Yeah, exactly. And and you have it a lot. Like I've, like when I've trained with people or like when I've just worked out with friends, even they always think people are looking at them. Mm -hmm. And even if they are like, let's say someone's looking at you, who cares? Like, Like it's, you know, it's, Mm-hmm. But I think people are too caught up in either being perfect, as you said, like whether it's delivering a product, it's uh, going for their goal, their workout, even like everything has to be so meticulously done. And then, you know, you have the other problem where let's say you're training someone and they, they miss a rep, which happens, you know, we're all human. You, you, you may go off balance, you may like you're tired, then they get all down and anxious and it kind of impacts their mood for the rest of the workout. And you have to kind of like cheer them up again. And like, so I think that's a problem that I think from birth, from childhood, this whole anxiety inducement syndrome that we see is, is everywhere now, you know, this, this judgment, this social media culture. I know we spoke about it a lot. Like yeah. social media, it does this, this this whole judgment zone. You have to always have a perfect life, a perfect picture, mm-hmm. perfect filter. You always have to look happy, even if you're like depressed inside. And I think this just, it's kind of ruins society in a way. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, and the anxiety comes from seeing all these curated posts, curated items curated filters curated experiences like people just want to show you something that's not necessarily true and then a lot of people see that and then like it or not we do think by the lot of things that we see like it seeps into our subconscious so if you just keep seeing these 
edited photos if you keep seeing these perfected angles and like probably that picture had like they, someone had taken 100 pictures and then one moment out of those 100 pictures was the one that they wanted to show you but because it's so available it's on mass and it's just like in our face we it starts seeping into our subconscious and we take take we build our reality around that and we think like that's what people look like and honestly like among as you said like yes anxiety is a big issue like people will suffer from it and there are part like there are examples of this being a big problem but at the same time a lot of it is because of what we consume you know like if you just filter the stuff that comes through it could help right it could like prevent you from thinking the way you do just because of like you're not paying attention to what you're consuming what kind of pictures what kind of people are you following what kind of messages are you seeing on a day-to-day basis and it's really hard it's really like we're i'm sure you and i are still looking at stuff that will make us think a certain way and then like if you look back at it you're like wait why am i thinking like this why do i want this and like it, it's an art to recognize what is being forced down your throat um, i don't think i have it i don't think I don't, i'm not going to speak for you but i'm sure you feel the same way and but at least we're working on it that's the problem right the this information overload you know, we just, we have it, whether it's the curated experiences, whether it's misinformation, because how do you determine something as misinformation? Because what's like right to me is wrong to you. Let's say every, like if we're taking training as an example, there are different modalities, different systems. Hmm. Some may argue, you know what, this has worked for years. It may not be the most optimal system, but it works. Mm-hmm. Some people may argue, no, but this is more optimal. We should always do optimal. So like whether it's that, whether you go into, let's say, video gaming, whether you go into any field, there's always going to be all this information, especially with the internet. It proliferates all of this kind of overload, mm-hmm. whereas back in the old days, we didn't have as much because it was much harder to store information. Information was more sacred in a way. Mm-hmm. Like information would be guarded in like libraries you know like the library of alexandria you know all those ancient times where only the really top scholars had their records placed not saying they were right because obviously there were a lot of things that came out incorrect from the ancient era but at least you know the there was not as much of an overload yeah as nowadays you know nowadays it's like anyone can publish a book anyone can write an article anyone can edit wikipedia mm-hmm. and that, that's the problem and then you go on to instagram and as you said you know i don't know about you but like okay look i'm not a big on social so like i don't really care for like what celebrities look like or what fitness models look like but i still catch myself scrolling through yeah. looking at like whatever model, whatever their life is. Now I know it's they're probably not as happy as they're they're showcasing, but I still do it. I still waste that time. I still see the the per you know the perfect figures and the the perfect locations. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are taught that that's how they should look. Yeah. Like you know, when you go to the gym, uh, you you always you know, especially like back in the old days like you were inspired by the, the big guys you know the the rock um, like the jason stavams the sylvester stallones most of us are never gonna look like that yeah never but i think the difference is in mindset so there are people who look at that and go look i'm gonna try my best to look like that mm-hmm. i probably won't look like that 
but that's a good goal. Like you shoot for the stars and you might end up on the moon, but you sh like you went there. But then there's another branch of anxiety, I guess, where you, because you're so expected to look like that and you can't achieve it, you feel bad about yourself, mm -hmm. which then leads to a downward spiral. So I think it's it's just the way we're brought up. It's it's environment. It's understanding that you're not going to look like Sylvester yeah. or The Rock because hey, look, we don't know. And you said it once. We 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 don't know their lifestyle. You know, like for instance, you should never copy what Ronnie Coleman did with his deadlifting, and you shouldn't do like just because they did it doesn't mean it works for you. You have different body structure, different diet, different sleep pattern. Yeah. They get paid to look this way. Exactly. Most people don't. Mm -hmm. So people so I think that's a big problem we have now where people think they need to emulate what's on social or they need to emulate celebrities as opposed to just emulating their best form. We are like the only competition you should have is with yourself. With yourself, yeah. Because you know what? Some people are gonna pull a thousand pounds, some people can't. Mm -hmm. You'll never reach that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you give it your hardest, if that's your goal, that's fine. You're not mm -hmm. going to beat the mountain, probably. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But and I also, think that's... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to talk about, like, also, I think because we get these, like, snippets of the person's life, we forget about the time frame in which it happened. Like, we watch a movie, right? like and then be like oh this person looks so good or like you know we see again curated pictures on their instagram or experiences that they want us to see and they're like oh they look like this and you don't realize how long they've been training for that like the best example like the rock obviously like there are other aspects of it as well like you know anything that goes like the special treatments that they get if you know what i mean hmm. uh, or special nutrition that they put in their foods by hmm. injection but let's not talk about that. But <laughs> even The Rock himself, like he, like you look at when he was uh, a wrestler and versus like how he looks uh, right now as an actor. And he didn't just change immediately in one day. Like his early funny movies, like I know there was a movie there about him being a footballer. Like just look at that and now look at The Rock. Like it's been years in the making and doesn't matter. Like, you know what? Like sometimes people call like steroids and PDs and everything like that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to use it, but don't call it out. Like, cause it's not just kind of like, it's not like, Oh, we just take it and you look a certain way. You still have to do the hard work. You still have to put the hours and you still have to work hard. Like, you know what, if you're going to complain about it, take it and look like that. Hmm. Right. Don't just complain. Don't just be like, Oh, well, it's, it's like, I can't get there, but still like, because we see these pictures or movies or moments, we forget about the lifetime that they've spent trying to get to where they are not just like but like not in physique but anyone that we we aspire to be like anyone that we look at like it, the stories of like you know overnight success overnight success happens after 10 years right they work exactly. 10 years and then it, it finally pays off exactly and i think the other problem with this whole these snippets we we've lost a bit of our humanity like we don't see these people as humans. We see them as like these perfect beings, mm -hmm. but we don't know what they've been through. As you said, like, we don't know what the, like the rock wakes up every day at 5am 
whether he's doing steroids or not, the guy doesn't even have to look this good anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he's made it, but he's still going on. Uh, like, and that's the other problem. People like the, the, the going on to the dark side of the web. You have people who just call out others instead mm-hmm. of actually providing value. Yeah. It's easier to just call people out. And it's like, well, bro, like if you're gonna like poop on the rock because he takes steroids, let's say he takes steroids. He does. Let's just be honest. Sure. Well, like whatever. Like Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just but why don't you like why don't you take like either take steroids or just don't talk about it? Or don't look at the rock. Like, why do you have to look at the rock? He's a source of inspiration to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He provides a lot of positivity, a lot of good values. Uh, you know, he he wake, you know, he he preaches healthy eating and whatever, and he's funny and he's successful. Why do you gotta talk about him? Go, like, and he's a businessman. Why... Like, he needs to sell stuff as well. Like a lot of things, they they they're like, oh well, like he's your, yeah, he's a businessman. What do businessmen do? They do business. They sell stuff. Like, what did you expect is gonna happen? Yeah, like obviously, but like these people, it's like. I think that's the problem with the net. It's because it's 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 not that the net itself is bad or social media is bad. It's just the way people use it is just mm. bad because it brings out the best and the worst in humanity. Yeah, you know, the the internet trolls who just sit there and you know chat uh, crap about other people instead of actually just being productive, mm-hmm. or the people who and I hate this in general. Like, like let's say. You're against something, whatever the topic is. Let's say you're against the rock or you're against a type of fitness like CrossFit. I personally don't like CrossFit Mm. that much, but I'm not going to go to a CrossFit video and then troll like that video because I don't like CrossFit. Why Why would I interact with CrossFit? Yeah. So I don't like people. Like this is this is such a common thing these days. They don't like some like they don't like a video game. They go and they ch- they they trash talk the video game. Like, do you not have anything else to do with your life? Or like, you don't like a trainer? Okay, you don't don't look at the trainer. Like, don't don't interact with the content. Why are you interacting with the content? So that's the problem. Like, look. You know, comments on YouTube, they're funny. Like, we all have a laugh. But, like, some people take it too seriously. Like, they, they go too far. They, like, dedicate a lot of time to trolling. Yeah. When they could just be productive. And I think that's the problem, right? Because in real life, they wouldn't dare do that because it's in, in real life. Like, you'll just, you'll knock them out or something. Like, you'll, like, they'll piss off a lot of people. Yeah. But on the internet, they're anonymous, right? They're they're hidden behind a username. No one can touch them, so they do it, and it's it's just so sad because there's so much human potential out there. Like, there's so much potential, and people waste it away being lazy, or I'm not gonna say lazy because it's perception, but they're not fulfilling that potential that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sit and waste away like thinking of what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing on their own stuff. And I mean, we all do it to an extent. Oh, yeah. like, we all make fun of, or we all like go and say, oh, these trainers, or the, the, these like, they use uh, band booty bands for everything. Hmm. Like, you know, the people who walk through the gym and they're just using the band throughout yeah. the whole. 
like we sit and we like we try to analyze like why would people do that we shouldn't be doing that we should be focusing on our own stuff on your own craft yeah but we do it right because like we're human right at the end we're, we're programmed but there are levels of doing that you know mm -hmm. there's like okay sometimes you find something so incredulous like bicep curls on a bosu ball like to me i don't get it right like i see trainers training clients and then the clients knew so like if you're gonna do it like do it with someone experienced but you take someone who's new who doesn't know anything who doesn't even know how to bicep curl yeah I'm and you put it. them on the ball like that's a recipe for an injury mm -hmm. so you know what i mean like even if you're gonna do something wrong at least know when to do it yeah but like two things with that is like one i'm gonna be like yes i was like and i think you grow and you learn and you just have to be open because nobody's perfect and like you know me personally i am a i would get mad at these in, like i still probably do maybe not as much as that before but like i would get annoyed at like oh my god why is this person making this video and he has like this many followers and why is that person making this video and they have that many followers and like and i had to just kind of look at myself and be like well if you feel like your message is right then try to grow your own thing like why are you like barking at them what's the point like that's not going to change the fact that people are still going to listen to them and they're not going to listen to you like work on your own voice work on your own platform work on that like there is no point in being annoyed at other people you're just being salty now you're just being jealous to a certain extent right and then the second thing that i was going to say is like one of the lessons i learned that you know what a lot of times especially if you want to influence people you can't like even even though if you know they're 100 percent wrong you cannot tell them that they're wrong right because they've they've said this mindset you know what like I'm not trying to defend that person probably like yeah don't do not like if it's my opinion i would say do not do bicep curls and a bolsu ball but if the client comes to me and he's like all my life i've aspired to be this person and you know this person does like bicep curls on a bolsu ball then the first exercise i like the exercise that they're gonna get probably will be <laughs> like bicep curls and a bolsu if they really believe in it but you know what that'll be like five percent of what i'm gonna do the other 95 percent is things that i know will work for them and eventually try to like you know get the things that like you know whatever that has like you know worked for me works for my clients whatever is like relevant to the science at the time and like obviously how it applies to them and hopefully we're always learning and things change as well but like i am gonna give them what they want because like that's base human psychology if they really believe in it uh but i'm sure like the the coach who was doing it wasn't didn't have this mindset or probably they didn't have but like <laughs> i i think i contradicted myself because i was just about to say you never know people's stories so maybe like and i'm working on this myself as you can see you don't know people's stories so maybe stop judging it as much and rather just focus on your own story because you don't know what they've been through um but it's hard yeah i'm 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 not gonna before pointing fingers at anyone else, I'm going to say I'm one of those people or I was and this is something I'm trying to work on. Well, that's the beauty about being human. We all are flawed, but we got to yeah. recognize our flaws exactly. and work on them without letting uh, people's judgment stop us from actually working on ourselves. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, no. uh, that's the thing. that like, Because no one's perfect and anyone who thinks they're perfect, well, they're delusional. Yeah. Now, and, what uh, I wanted to say yeah. is, because we talked about anxiety, right? 
and like I know we were talking about this before and this is this was going to be the topic is if you look up perturbation in, in a dictionary one of the definitions is anxiety as well and we know you and I want to talk about perturbation so yeah we're going to ask you Louis what is perturbation and where are we going to go with this conversation well let me let me just google it this like click clack click clack lewis is googling it per per no not perpetual how do you perturbation oh here we go yeah yeah anxiety okay well it depends on on like basically it's it's a it's a deviation right it's like like you have a state of balance like let's say a state of homeostasis and like you put a certain limitation or you put some sort of constraint or you put some sort of change to your what what is homeostasis for you mm-hmm. which causes I'm not gonna say it's it's kind of like controlled chaos so it's it's applying certain chaos or disorder in a way to help you grow yeah, yeah i can give it like, in, in one way i mean in training yeah, but so i mean obviously it's like, a deviation to the system that causes the system to improve in the direction that you wanted it to i guess or yeah. or actually like it could be also like you don't know hopefully the result is improvement it could literally smack the system down and like yeah crash and burn as well so i like the word chaos actually that you use is like controlled chaos but again we never know what's going to happen well exactly you you try to control it or limit as much you put a field basically and yeah. you limit what could happen and you hope for the best obviously you could also injure someone or this break them down mentally but like you try your best yeah and Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the reason we wanted to talk about this is like at the end of the day, perturbation is a deviation to a system. And what we mean by that is I, I think of it as some, like a challenge, right? I think of it like in life. It, it's the opposite of stagnation in a sense to me. Like you need some challenge, you need some change, you need some something to like um, incur some sort of adaptation out of it you know some sort of especially we want some sort of positive adaptation but like i like it as a challenge i guess to just you know to training to life to anything that can cause growth in a sense well yeah and i think actually it's very important to face these perturbations i can never say it right perturbation perturbations because it's also about you know how we always talk about you have to be open to other ideas you have to be pluralistic you have to sort of be able to take accept different ideas in general when we take a new idea or an idea that uh, doesn't fit doesn't fit into the mold of our cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. we face this anxiety yeah this deviance Mm-hmm. And it's very important because, you know, it doesn't always have to be positive. Like, you know, for instance, for instance, we're on a debate and you're debating someone you totally disagree with. Mm-hmm. 
you may never end up agreeing, but it's a skill to be able to absorb what they're saying and see it from their perspective. Like yeah. even on that base level, right? And I think a lot of people or in general, and we all do it, when we face a new thing, it makes us anxious. It makes us question our beliefs. We always try to find the information that confirms our bias. So we always look for a confirmation bias as opposed to being, you know what? They could be right. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've, you know, we, you and I have had these convos in other group meetings where it gets a bit like deep and philosophical. And I think it's good to always be exposed to difficult conversations. I, I'm a fan of um, being in a room with people you don't agree with or pe- being in a room or in a community or on a call with people who are very different. Mm-hmm. because you're not only exposed to different cultures or you know sort of philosophies but it teaches you how it teaches you humility which causes anxiety in a way because obviously you think you're right like we all tend to think we're right at the end which is unfortunate but it's our reality and it's as you said like going back to training if someone truly believes something you gotta you don't tell them they're wrong because the minute you tell them they're wrong they go defensive I think Socrates or Aristotle said that. I'm butchering someone's philosophy now. Someone said that. Yeah, someone important said that. And, you know, we have to be able to be disrupted. Being disrupted is a good thing. Being anxious, being disturbed, or facing a disturbance that challenges us, that's very important. So Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Like, we need these perturbations. Perturbations, yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that because like we started this conversation we talked about anxiety and like you know how people can be anxious and at some point again it is a deep into a just system or state so it can be bad but it also can be good like you, you, we're not saying like anxiety is bad in, in a sense like because we started with that you know we were like maybe you should be anxious about training but also anxiety that will it can be destructive and productive, right? If it, if it stops you from training, that's destructive. But if it's, if you're like, okay, maybe I am wrong with my form or maybe, you know what, like we do talk about training, but as you said, it training is like a great example of what we do in life in general. It's like a micro day and night of like what we do throughout, like throughout our life. I think I just circled back, but like, being like, okay, I'm anxious about doing this. Maybe I should go and learn how to do it right in anything. Like maybe, or not even not to like learn how to do it. Or even if you're doing it, how can I get better at it? Maybe I, it, it can be room for improvement. That, that's what I'm trying to say. So anxiety is not bad. It's just anxiety. What comes out of it, how you react to it is what matters. It's mindset. Mm-hmm. So if you have a limited mindset, Stat as I forgot that. So basically, there are like two kinds of mindsets: mm-hmm. limited and abundant. Uh, uh, I was gonna say f- ah, fixed and uh, oh, fixed, yeah. growth. Yeah. So a fixed mindset, you know, you did something wrong. It creates a self-limiting belief where you always think you're wrong. You can't fix it. Mm-hmm. A growth mindset. Again, this is coined by someone who's actually good in psychology, an actual you know psychologist. What? If you guys know who it is, go and do your research or you know who it is. If you don't, we said it. 
God damn it. Like, you know what? We said it. <laughs> like, take, take our word for it. If you're not, go and find out who said it. Uh, anyway, there's a book called Mindset. Yeah. <laughs> Written by me. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Go oh, right. Yes, actually. But, uh, but, uh, but basically, yeah. So it's how you deal with it. As you said, like, if you go in, with it, like, uh, uh, anxiety or a disturbance is just, it's neutral. It doesn't mm-hmm. care. It's not out there to hurt you. It's just a state or a, a whatever. So it's up to you. Do you want to progress or regress? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, you can go one step further. Why do you feel anxious? So you can like even unpack that layer. Like what, why is this causing you a disturbance? Like for instance, I know we're go, we go to training a lot, but let's say you're doing some contralateral load and it feels fuzzy, right? The first few times you do it, Mm-hmm. you'll feel like your pelvis will hurt your like you'll feel things differently than yeah. if you were just doing barbell movements if you unpack it it's because you know your body is still stable it's learning to stabilize it's your pelvis is learning to stabilize your ql and your uh, what's it called your glute medius yeah. like all these things are working in ways that it never did now you could either say okay this hurts so i'm done i'll give up but then all that potential has been wasted, right? Because once you learn how to stabilize that, imagine going back to a compound movement. Mm-hmm. Or imagine just in general, you fixed something that wasn't there before. You didn't have that stabilization. Yeah. And that could apply to life, obviously. Like, let's say you're anxious about doing a specific thing at work. If you unpack it and you got that, why am I at? Like, why? Why am I afraid to present? Mm-hmm. If you actually fix it, as opposed to kind of being like, look, I suck at presentations, I'm not going to do it. And you get out of it somehow. It's a future skill because being able to present, for instance, human beings, we interact through presentation, not boring presentations, but I mean through storytelling, yeah. through conveying a story. This is a skill that could be used for anything, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so much potential out there we just have to accept it. And again, we're not going to be perfect at everything. Yeah. That... But but you can go for it. You know, you can try. You can, Because you can still be better than you were yesterday. Even if you're not the greatest storyteller, you can still tell better stories or mm-hmm. be better at whatever, a video game or better at like whatever skill it is. So I think the message out of all of today is don't chase perfection. Mm, yeah. Chase yeah. improvement. Yeah. Like chase that. performance you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh yeah and i'm glad you brought that up because like uh i think communication is an art and you can develop on it and you said something that just like really resonates with me because i was just again uh, another story i was coaching uh someone about their business as well and you said like they were f- and i've seen this in a couple of people i've actually had this conversation with a couple of people and they are scared of talking and for me, like I thought people would be scared of public speaking because there's someone in front of you, right? And I could understand to a certain extent why people would be sp- scared of public speaking. But now I realize that people are even scared of like doing things on social media, like Instagram, like, you know, having doing a live or a Q&A or like uh, even filming my, themselves like um, on their stories, like they wouldn't put their own face on it. 
And for me, like at, at the beginning, for me, it didn't make sense because I was just like, I like to talk and I like to put it out in the, <laughs> put my useless gibberish into the void that is the internet. But um, for them, you know, even like what I'm trying to say is even if you sit down and be like, why am I scared of doing this? And you try to unpack it. I'm sure Lewis says the same thing and I'm saying the same thing is like, we know it's not easy. It's not just like the moment you find that what, like, cause I was talking and they were like, going back to my story, I was like, why don't you want to put your face on Instagram? And she was like, well, I'm afraid of what people will say, or maybe someone will judge me, or maybe I say something that rubs someone the wrong way and they disagree with me and that they didn't want to deal with that. So it was a confrontation that they were scared of, but just, because you even know what you're scared of, like you have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And also it's, it's not just about finding it out, then working about finding a solution. So we were like, you know what? Just start with a really passive thing. Like, because uh, if you want to grow your business, you have to be on social media and you have to eventually like, you know, talk about yourself because people buy you. So I was like, maybe just start with good morning, everyone. Hope you all have a great day. Smash your goals. Something as like, you know, it's neutral, as neutral as possible. That it still gets you to talk to a camera, but nobody can call it. Unless some guy is going to message you, be like, don't tell me what to do. But hopefully they won't. But like, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, we've been through so many different things. So I want whoever listens to this is because just because Louis and I say, oh, find this out and then like, you know, fix it. It's not easy. Like, I want to make it clear that we're not saying things are easy. Like, fixing things is very difficult. But it's about recognizing something needs to be fixed and then working on it rather than just being scared or, like, dismissing it. Because I, God knows I do a lot of these things myself in my life and I'm trying to, like, work on them as well. So, because maybe this is, again, in my head. I, I say these things because, like, I hear other people say, like, oh, fix your shit, do this, do that. And then I don't want to sound like them because they make like light of an issue or like they're just trying to sell like this mindfulness or things like that we happen to talk about it just because we think about it but we're not going to say it's easy rant done sorry if it went somewhere that unexpected oh that's that's great and that's that's true just because you unpack it doesn't mean it's going to fix in a second right it's first accepting there's something but then actually working on it exactly but you can't you can't work on it if you don't accept it and that's one of the more difficult mental aspects. Then it becomes the the limitations, uh, like the actual limitations. Like, what is it? Is it mental? Is it physical? Is it a knowledge issue? Like, and then you go to town with that. Like, if you have postural issues, it's like you always say, like, it's not just the knee or it's not just a specific joint. It could be the whole body. It could be something ingrained in you for a long time. It could just be mental. Mm-hmm. You know, as you like a lot of people think or say, uh, same thing with anything. Like some people perform better. Like, you know, I know people who who lift heavy, for instance, going back to training, I don't know, who lift heavy when they're alone. Like they'll they'll Can squat. Me? Yeah. And then the minute people are around, but they 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 don't know they're they're anxious or they People are watching them and their form breaks down or their confidence is shattered and they're squatting, whatever, 50 kg less or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and even and like, 
if you're used to, so this is a great example of saying what perturbation is perturbation would be if you're used to lifting on your own and you've always done it for such a long time that it's a habit and now suddenly you have to lift with another one or two people that is a change that's been imposed on the way you do your things and that's perturbation that's a like anxiety in not a bad way it's just anxiety it's a change of state and now obviously whenever there is a change of state there will be a period of like you know washout or that's why when you you might not perform the same way that you used to do before but you just have to understand like recognize it right and let it ruin how you do things exactly like i've never recorded myself so when i record myself i fumble because i'm like uh do i (laughs) <laughs> what do I do? I do this? Do I do I do this? So, like, and that's that's training. It can apply to life. Like some people work better alone.